Hey guys, welcome to another episode of More Than a Podcast. It's your host James, and as always, here to give you guys more of the greatness. So let's jump right in. Hopefully everybody is doing really good this uh, Saturday. Um, I know last week I was not able to uh, come around. I um, was a little under the weather. And for that, I do want to acknowledge everyone and say uh, I am sorry. And uh, thank you to everyone uh, who has reached out to send me uh, get wells and well wishes That was really awesome, and it definitely aided in uh, my speedy recovery. So, again, thanks. Um, Got a lot of stuff to talk about. Super excited to talk about uh, some video games, as always. want to talk a little bit about Cyberpunk 2077, which is finally out after all this time want to also talk a little bit about the video game awards and uh, who won, what we saw, what we didn't, and, um, you know, what uh, what my thoughts are on a lot of that. And also, in closing, we're going to talk a little bit about Marvel Studios and their, uh, you know, their dominance over the next uh, phase uh, uh, in uh, movies and uh, shows and Disney+. Plus. And uh, we're going to talk a lot about what uh, they have on the horizon and some things that are right around the corner. So let's do it. Um, So first thing of order is Cyberpunk 2077. So uh, this game's been seven years in the making. People have been waiting for it uh, forever. I know myself, I'll I'll say this much. I haven't, I, I wasn't like truly bought in to it from the beginning i didn't even know that it was a uh uh i think it's a tabletop game i didn't even know that um until like maybe last year but you know for what for what it was uh presenting itself to offer video game fans i was intrigued and you know ultimately sold so um i myself have played cyberpunk 2077 and i have to tell you all that i'm really actually enjoying it i think the game is absolutely fantastic um if i had to sum it up in a few words you know overwhelming would be the first and not overwhelming in a bad way but more overwhelming in a way where it's like it's like being thrust into a foreign country where everyone is speaking a different language and living life in in customs and ways that you are not familiar to so you're just trying to take it all in because you really don't know where to start um and i and i felt like that and it's a it's a good feeling and there's so much to learn um which in some ways can be a bit frustrating but in other ways i feel like it's a it's an open reward uh to be earned once you you know take the time to learn these things so the big controversy or the big uh circumstance that everybody's been focusing on is how half-baked the game is look i'm still the kind of guy who can't recognize the difference between 4k and hd 1080p i can't um so when people tell me that they see glitches or 
you know, things of that sort. I rarely ever see the things that people see. And I know the same glitches don't happen for, um, you know, different people. Um, but I mean, I, I don't know, like people were really ripping the game and saying that it was, you know, like it was garbage. And I, I would beg to differ. I think the game is phenomenal. Does it, is it perfect? No, absolutely not. I don't think there are many games that can, um, you know, hold that particular candle, but you know, it is a very entertaining game for what it's bring for what it's brought to the table. And that's, you know, that, that's my assessment on, on that in a nutshell. So the things that I find really interesting about the game is that, you know, I didn't really understand how much I was going to enjoy the first person perspective, but as they've presented it and, and, and told it, it is true to form. You definitely want to take the, um, you know, you want to take where you are and you want to envision it for everything that it is. And you wouldn't be able to do that, you know, and, uh, with a third person perspective, you just wouldn't, you know, you want to be able to understand the emotion and the characters that you're dealing with. You want to be able to, you know, uh, just vibe with the environment. And I just really feel like a lot of that would be a miss if you were to look at it from a different view outside of first person. So I think they I think they hit the nail on the head with that. Um, another thing I really enjoy is I, I do enjoy the guns. While I'm not huge, I'm not a huge first person shooter fan. I'm actually quite terrible at them. And I'm still terrible <laughs> at shooting and aiming in this game. But I don't know. The guns feel different and they feel fun. And, you know, they definitely feel like a step into the future of what I guess a gun owner would hope guns are capable of doing. Uh, so, you know, like I, I've seen I've I've held a few weapons in that game and, you know, they've all done something relatively different uh, from themselves and from things that I've seen in true life. So, you know, that's a that's another really good thing. The driving is a bit drifty, I guess, to, to use that word. Um, but it's fast. It's super fast, but I've never been, I've never been big on driving in any game. Uh, you know, I, I, my driving in games does not translate from the driving I do in real life. You know, driving in life, I am to, to the point stop sign, every red light, you know, I don't run anything. Um, but in the game, it's like, it's so hard to, uh, to navigate in that same kind of, uh, personal direction, but you know, it is what it is. Um, the NPCs, um, so the NPCs seem to be a bit lifeless, um, from how I view them, you know, like you can usually, you can usually see a lot of the, uh, NPCs in a, in a way where, you know, life is being lived, but none of the, none of the NPCs look like they're dealing with each other. I mean, some of them do, some of them are facing each other. Some, they might be smoking cigarettes in front of each other, but it's like, if you, you like, they give you the option to go up and talk to people, but stopping to talk to somebody is only going to give you a vocalized dialogue. 
they won't turn to acknowledge you. They won't even, you know, like their eyes won't even shoot up to, you know, notice your presence. So it, you know, it, it's a cheap way to keep the people integrated, but you know, it is what it is. And it's not, it's not the focus on why I would go in and play cyberpunk anyway. Um, the missions feel good. I, I really enjoyed the missions that I, that I was on. I really do like a lot how, um, you know, when, when the intensity rises within a particular scenario. So if you're, you know, if you're doing your whole sneaking thing, you know, things are relatively quiet as far as the ambiance and, you know, the, uh, the sound in which, uh, you know, they give you as far as music, but once the bullets start flying, oh my goodness, like that, that's when some of the more, uh, weighty bassy kind of music kind of comes through. And it's just, it's really awesome. It kind of makes you feel like you're in a, you're in a movie almost. And I, I really, really, really enjoyed that. Um, so you know, again, to address a lot of what people have been talking about, you know, the glitches and all this other stuff. Look, I've only seen two instances of glitches and both of them were not game breaking. And I think I think that's one thing that we have to tell ourselves as gamers. You know, we have to be we have to be thoughtful to the to the point of understanding that, you know, people are only human. Right. And I know like the argument, oh, they had seven years, they could have fixed this. Yeah, but it's, you know, like, I, I I never really ever try to rationalize what a person could have done in any position that I've never operated in myself. I would never, you know, it's like when people get on buses and they tell themselves this bus driver could drive a little faster you don't know what their method of operation is. You don't know what's in, you know, the wheelhouse of rules that they have set on them. You don't know. So you can't speak, you know, fr- from any perspective unless you have the experience. And I think it's a little judgmental when we as gamers, you know, uh, comment on the lack of effort that a studio has put in or, or, or more more to the point, whenever we call call out a game and just say it's straight crap or something, like that like to me that's just wrong. You know, you just gotta you gotta recognize that firstly, people are are spending their lives, giving their lives to see you entertained. Right? Like that's the first point. And the second point is you, it, it, you know, if you wanted it better, even if you wanted it better or wanted something better, you yourself couldn't step up to do it. Because it's because that that's usually that's usually how I feed into things like, you know, if I tell myself. I can't go anywhere to get a good hamburger, like if that was my general thought in, in my world then I would make hamburgers at home. But I don't see a lot of the ga- I don't see a lot of gamers who go out of their way to, you know, make a point about a game and then turn around and say, you know what, I'm going to become a game developer and develop better. No, they just they just keep complaining. They just stay in the forums and just complain. And I think that's not serving the bigger issue. 
should you know should cyberpunk have spent a little more time i i wouldn't i wouldn't have minded if it if it meant if it meant for them to address everything in its in its entirety i could have waited another year did i want to wait another year no, absolutely not i'm i'm down with the game being out right now cuz again nothing is so life threatening or you know altering to where the game is unplayable and anybody who says that it is is completely uh misguiding you i you know i, I that's just how i feel and i think it's really wrong and just kind of sad that a lot of people are taking this uh position on a game and they do this i mean it's not just cyberpunk it happens all the time you know um so cyberpunk gets a couple of bad reviews and then people will take that as a stepping stone to put out their own reviews that will either go in lockstep or against the grain you know usually when the bad reviews come out it is to be against the grain because yeah when you got a lot of nines and tens and you're the one seven people really want to know why you gave it a seven. So of course they're going to click on your stuff. So I, so that, that, and that's, and that's where they never get me as far as journalism. They never get me because first off, I don't think that number scaling or however they want to, you know, uh, rate their games. I don't, I don't feel like, I don't feel like it's as valid as it once was. I don't think it has, the same level of integrity that it once had. I don't think the, I don't think, and, and again, I, I'm, I can't really speak to the experience of what journalists are doing. I don't know how many hours they put into a game. I, I don't, I don't. So I can't really say to their person, you know, what efforts they're, they're putting into, into reviews. I just don't believe reviews are fair. Because I believe that, like all things, video games are subjective. And there could be three people who work in the office at any, you know, corporate place that, you know, gives a review. And maybe one person out of the three liked it. But that but that wasn't the person who got to review it. So it's kind of like a what you see is what you get type of scenario. Because you're always going to have people who just don't agree with a particular direction. Some people don't like platformers. Some people don't like RPGs. Some people don't like first person shooters. So you're always so so you so like my point is I would never it, you know if somebody came up to me and said I need you to review uh, Halo Infinite. I'm going to politely decline and say that somebody would be someone else would be better suited to do it because I am not the biggest fan of first person shooters. First of all, first of all, or the Halo series in general. So I'd be bad for it. I'd be bad for it. Could I could I find an unbiased level to operate? Yeah, but it will be a challenge. And I, I, I'd much rather I'd much rather somebody who at the very least has the wherewithal or the knowledge go out and make a review and not, not, you know, and I'm not saying like, Oh, you just have to be a big halo fan and, 
No, no. Because then that, you know, that turns it around to make it like, you know, I, I feel like reviewers have to find themselves in an unbiased stance, which is very hard to do. Because I like to believe that these reviewers are fans just like I am, just like you are. You know, and they're going to be biased in different areas. So so, you know, like that, that's why that's why I don't believe in reviews. That's why, you know, I never you know, like you'll never catch me looking at a publication uh, or an article to sway my opinion on whether I will pick up a title or not. I would much rather find the answer within the community weigh pros and cons and then make a, a informal decision. I mean, that's the way it should work, but it's not always the way it is. So yeah, cyberpunk 2077, pretty good game. Really awesome uh, to go through. I'm having a bunch of fun, been playing tons of it and I'm not going to stop anytime soon. Um, and again, there's nothing that I have, have gone through that has made the game any less playable. So, that is a wrap on that. <laughs> um, the next thing that we're going to talk about is the video game awards. So uh, everybody's favorite video gamer slash, you know, <laughs> I, I I don't know who he is. I, I've never, I, I swear, I've never heard of Jeff Keighley in my life. Um, so, you know, like I, I always make fun because I just don't know where he's from. I don't know who he is um, or what his stance is in the video game industry. But, you know, I guess he, you know, he's a purveyor of, you know, of uh, the game awards and he's made it happen. And, you know, he's that that's awesome stuff. So congrats and kudos. And this this uh, award ceremony that they held on Thursday was actually pretty decent. Um, but I will tell you guys right now. I, I had already made a statement uh, on Twitter as they as they were presenting awards and stuff. And I said, if Last of Us 2 wins one more award, I'm going to stop watching. And it's not that I, w- I was going to stop watching because I didn't want Last of Us 2 to win anything. It's just that I was going off of the understanding that, hey, if you take at least three of the main awards being handed out, more than likely you're going to sweep the entire awards ceremony. And it's just not worth watching to me. That's just me. So I didn't, I didn't wa- I didn't watch uh, the latter half of it, but I came to understand that the last of us two had won game of the year. And you know, I personally, I was hopeful that the game of the year would go to Animal Crossing. And I, I, I you know, like I, I keep thinking about it. And I and I don't really understand why it didn't win. Now, is it is every single person an Animal Crossing fan? Of course not. Same way as everybody's not a Last of Us fan. 
you know, I've had I've had people reach out to me when I made the statement that I felt, you know, the uh, the win was cheap. And, you know, they broke it down in, in very respectful ways. But I, 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 you know, going back and thinking about it, it's just like I don't see it. You have a game that, you know, was nurtured and loved and created to be the best offering that it could possibly be in The Last of Us 2. You know, they were they were not going to chump out and offer you anything less than, you know, The Last of Us, which had originally come at, come out on uh, PS3, you know, which was so good that they transitioned the game to PS4. You know, they weren't going to, you know, they weren't going to, you know, give you anything less than that. So, of course, it was, you know, it was absolutely, you know, I will be the first in line to admit that The Last of Us 2 is a masterpiece. It will go down as a classic. Is it a perfect game? I don't think so. But it will definitely go down as a classic. It'll definitely uh, enter people's top 25 of all time. Just depends on who you're talking to, I, 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 I would assume. But there's no way that anybody can convince me that it was a more impactful game in the year 2020 than Animal Crossing. I'm not even a, I'm not even a big Nintendo fan, and I know that Animal Crossing was the bigger game, the more impactful game. I'll say it like I said it online. Animal Crossing literally saved people from the pandemic. Because when the pandemic hit, we as we as people, we as a community, we as we as life, we didn't we were uncertain. We didn't know where we were going to be tomorrow. But when Animal Crossing came out, it was that one reassuring factor that things can be okay. You know, we all had to suffer the lockdowns, you know, no school for a lot of people, no work, people being furloughed, people losing their jobs, losing their homes, all sorts of things happening to people. But for the one instance where you could just forget that stuff. Animal Crossing offered that to people. And I, I, I stand firm on that. I really do. It's the one, you know, like. I don't really play a lot of community games. I don't really play a lot of online games. Mostly because I'm not invested in the toxic nature that is usually very pervasive in in these in these type of games but you know animal crossing is a place where you can just go and you don't get that type of vibe you don't get that feeling you don't get that 
reaction. You just enjoy the company of other people. And it's so awesome. I've seen people hold wedding ceremonies in, in Animal Crossing. People want to show off their homes and their gardens and their layouts and, and just everything that is great about playing together happened or happens because it's still it's not you know it's not a dead game happens with animal crossing and again it's not it's not me talking down the last of us 2 i think it was a great game i went out and got the game and i don't even play the last of us 2 or the last of us the series i don't i've never played the series in my life before the last of us 2 and i went out and bought it because of the hype because of everything that it was hyped up to be it's a very controversial game. It's a very divisive game. Got a lot of buzz and got a lot of people talking and stuff. But I don't think that it was the game of the year. Like I said, I and, and I think it's a masterpiece. But Animal Crossing's New Horizons, that should have been the game of the year. Period. So, I mean, and, and and look, we can talk about it all day. I'd much rather not. Uh, you know, I take I take I take the victory of the Last of Us two, and I'm very celebrating in, in their in their achievement. I think they did a good job. I just have a different opinion. <laughs> so, um, some other things that happened during the Game Awards, as always is uh they were showing a lot of world premiere trailers and you know it's going to be funny because i'm going to mention a bunch of games um that i'm not even really going to know the name of these games um because i don't have anything in front of me and it all kind of happened so fast it was a blur but um so we did get to see uh that you know they're still working on dragon age um you know we got to see a teaser for uh mass effect which I know got a lot of people hyped up. Uh, we got to see a spiritual successor of Left 4 Dead, which I really wanted it to be the direct sequel to Left 4 Dead 2. Um, but what it was to me was it it was basically a telling that maybe there's something going on with Valve that isn't allowing um, developers to move forward on projects that, you know, it's a no-brainer. They should have been out. I mean, I I honestly believe that a third Left for Dead would have been the pinnacle of what they were offering going into that, coming out of that series. Um, I don't think they, I, I think they only had but up to go. You know, I don't think that there was anything that would have put them on a down curve. But this new game that they have coming out, um, I again the title escapes me but it looks really really dope and I'm super happy to see that I love I love squad based shooters I love uh you know cooperative shooters <clears throat> you know I love I I like games like that because it, it's a it's a chance for people to just put their minds to a common goal and get it done and then when and and like in Left 4 Dead 1 and 2 when when you guys died you really knew why you really knew why and it wasn't about you know yelling down at somebody and saying you better do this next time no because they knew that they knew what they did and it was always funny because the game would even punish punish you in that way you know if you 
ran ahead of some a bunch of people, you, you'd get a hulking monster that would probably put you out in a few hits if you weren't really good with your gun. If you lag behind, you'd probably get drug off into the shadows, never to be seen again. So, you know, there were things that incentivized your cooperation and your, you know, your uh, effort of teamwork. And I'm glad to see that they're representing that again in this new game. So, yeah, I'm, I'm excited for that. Uh, they had a new uh, spiritual successor to Dead Space, which uh, I, you know, I I think the trailer for what I saw was exciting. But, you know, I'm not a big Dead Space fan, but I know a lot of people who are. So I think this is going to be huge for them and huge for a lot of people around the world who you know, enjoy that type of story and setting, uh, and, and, you know, whatnot. So I, I think it's huge. Um, there was another trailer that they showed that I was really interested in. Uh, it was from a South Korean developer. I believe it was called red sand or red desert or something rather. Um, I know I'm butchering this, uh, but, um, it was really interesting because it looked, it looked like there, there was like so much involved, there was so much involved. There was, um, you know, like there was the medieval aspect. And then, you know, you had the different races that they were kind of showing or really not too many different races. But there was like one hulking individual. And I was like, he's not human. <laughs> um, you know, there was uh, there was there looked like this mystical aspect as well. Kind of like a time travel kind of scenario. Um you know, I was trying to place it in time and I said, OK, this is obviously medieval. But then they showed a scene with cannon fire and I was like, well, that's centuries away from medieval. So I don't know how that's, you know, uh, correlating. So um, maybe there is some aspect of time travel. And uh, yeah, it, it, it just looked really interesting. And the combat was the most interesting part. The con the, the combat looked fluid and exciting and you know, there were, you know, hitting from, you know, there were attacks from one uh, enemy to another and having them flying in different directions. It was pretty awesome. So uh, definitely check out any and all of these trailers from uh, the Game Awards because they were all pretty sick. Um, there were some that were silly. Uh, the Swedish chef is coming to Overcooked. I think that's what it's called. Um, so that's a thing. And there were some other stuff that they showed, but um, oh, and then uh, the big standout, which I'll, I'll tell you like this. When uh, when they showed Vin Diesel uh, in in this trailer for this game and I'm putting two and two together and then they show a dinosaur. And all I could say was this will be super sick if Vin Diesel reprise not reprises, but he takes on the role of Turok, the dinosaur hunter. I could totally get behind that. Right. Like I was so ready and they were, sh and then they, you know, like they did all this other stuff in the trailer and I'm like, yes, this is totally Turok. And no, it was arc two. And <laughs> I was, I, um, like I wasn't let down, but I was, I, I, I think I just kind of rushed myself into a belief and a feeling a little too quick. And I was, yeah, I was, I was a bit, I was a bit on the, uh, embarrassed side because I just, I, I really wanted Turok so bad. Um, but the trailer that gave me goosebumps, the one that really affected me was, uh, the trailer for perfect 
dark. Um, you know, it, I love trailers like that where, you know, they they revolve around a little bit of dialogue and there's a lot of scene that they kind of go through. But right when they showed Joanna, I, I was like, yo, <laughs> like like there's nothing else I want to I, I want to discuss. I'm so happy that they, that they're doing what fans want and they're uh, bringing another perfect dark like that's going to be huge. That's going to be a big, big, big game uh, in the in the coming years. So hopefully they treat that uh, IP well because it's treat it's been treated well by gamers for a long time. And I think, you know, you got to you got to do it right, especially when you take a hiatus like they did. Um, and so, yeah, that was that was the Game Awards. And, you know, um, Hades won a couple of a couple of games, which was cool. Um, I was glad that No Man's Sky won an award as well. Um, as you as you can tell, I don't remember what awards were won, but won by which people because I was so stunned over the game of the year win. I just was like, uh, just throw it all out the window. But, <laughs> but uh, yeah, congratulations to everybody who did win. Um, you know, you guys are awesome. So, yeah. Um, lastly, I want to talk about uh, something that's uh, fresh on the brain because I just got to experience it. Um, been watching the, uh, the Marvel uh, introductions to their next phase uh, with Kevin Feige doing a uh, short presentation, little uh, 15, 20 minute presentation. And <clears throat> it was really cool because, um, you know, he talked about a lot of stuff that's coming out um, in the future. Some of the stuff had trailers. A lot of it didn't. Um, but we didn't need it because as long I felt like as long as you let me know it's coming, I'm going to trust you to, you know, deliver. Um but yeah, it was it was really cool. So uh, a couple of things that they really that they acknowledge a couple of the high points uh, to the presentation. One was that they're going to uh, do a, a full feature film uh, for Ms. Marvel. So Kamala Khan is coming to the big screen. I believe it's the big screen. Yeah, I think it's a it's, yeah, I think it's going to be an actual movie, uh, not a not a Disney plus uh, feature which is huge. Uh, and I'm, I'm super proud of that because I think, uh, I think the one important thing in life is representation. And I think that instead of, instead of us thinking about being, you know, this character or that character, we want to see a character who represents us. And that's huge. You know, like we, I, I love Captain America, but I don't want to be Captain America. I want to be me you know like so <laughs> so it's really cool to to see that they're going to take this uh this uh i believe they say she's middle eastern american uh, uh yeah i think she's from the middle east and i think that's good because you know all people all cultures all signs everybody needs representation we all need to be looked at and seen and and recognized for who we are um, and and I, I cannot be any more proud of Marvel for acknowledging, you know, uh, minorities in film, you know, and not just in front of the camera, but behind the behind the camera as well. I think it's 
<clears throat> I think it's a really big deal and I think it's really awesome. And I could do nothing but applaud Marvel Studios for their efforts to showcase the talents of minorities. So thank you, Marvel Studios. Um, one thing that did kind of well that it was kind of funny because when they announced Miss Marvel, I did get a little misty eye because because I was like, man, like this is, you know, again, it's awesome, you know. Um, but what really got me going was towards the latter end of the uh, of the showcase and uh, Kevin Feige, <clears throat> he you know, he, he made an official statement that I'm pretty sure a lot of you have already come to know or understand through other means of medium. Um, <clears throat> but you know, it's official. They will not be recasting for T'Challa, uh, in Black Panther, which is a very huge statement. And I'm very happy that that statement's been made. Now, um, I'm not so concerned with how they're going to navigate without T'Challa. I, 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 I want to give them the confidence and the belief that they are going to do everything in their power, which is which is pretty much the statement he made to make Black Panther 2 um, a, a worthy film to follow, you know, what was a stellar performance from a legendary actor in Chadwick Boseman. So, um, yeah, that's that's going to be big. And, and, and I you know, it's it's really crazy because. I, I told myself, I, I said, you know what? Even in even in his passing, he's doing good things. Because his presence no longer being here is going to be a reason that Black Panther 2 is going to be a huge film. It is going to be huge. You're not going to see a lack of people seeing the film or not seeing the film, you're not you're not going to see a lack of people um, seeing the film because you know he's not in it. You're going to see an influx of people seeing it because he's not in it because it's going to be in the honor of Chadwick and and it's I think it's going to be Marvel's biggest film ever. I truly believe that. I don't. I, I'm not saying like it's going to be the best acted film. I don't. I'm not saying it's going to be you know, the, the, the most entertaining film. I'm just saying that when it comes to impact and how it affects people, it's going to be the most impactful. And I believe it's going to be the biggest film that they've ever done. They're, they're going to, they're going to do films that have better cast, bigger cast and all that stuff. But this one is going to be the one that resonates with people. I really, truly believe that. So I'm looking forward to black Panther two. Um, some Disney plus stuff, uh, they showed some trailers for uh, WandaVision. <clears throat> I believe it was the third trailer, and I'm still very confused. So, uh, but in a good way. So it's not, you know, I don't think that, uh, you know, I'm looking at it uh, in a perspective like, oh, I don't understand, so I'm not going to invest my time. It's just like, man, there, there's something really weird, and I really need to know, and I can't wait till this comes out on G on G uh, January 15th. Because then I'll be able to, you know, uh, kind of subside all these all these feelings of not knowing and not understanding. So I'm, I'm kind of looking forward to that. It was another weird trailer. Um, not going to announce or, or, you know, not going to go through the points of uh, what made the trailers awesome. I think, you know, you guys deserve to go out and look at the trailers yourselves. Um, but yeah, WandaVision, pretty good trailer. Um <clears throat> Falcon and the Winter Soldier, 
did had a trailer as well. Uh, that trailer was interesting, but at the same time, I felt like they showed a lot of Falcon, which of course, you know, Anthony Mackie, he's a huge star. So that's, you know, that's one thing, but I don't, I just felt like they didn't show enough of the winter soldier. So I'm hoping by the next time they show a trailer, um, they showcase him more effectively because, you know, it's a team film and I, and I just didn't, I felt like he was being, uh, outweighed a little bit in the, in, in the team department, but, um, moving on, uh, there was the trailer for, um, what if, which is going to be another really, really huge, uh, uh, Marvel, uh, production. This is basically going to be, um, as, as in the title, a what if scenario on a lot of the stories that we've already partaken in. And so, um, you know, in the trailer, you, you're going to see a lot of things kind of switched around in some really awesome ways. And <clears throat> to be quite honest, I actually had to watch the trailer three times because it was so awesome. Um, I, I think this is probably going to be one of the more ambitious um, things that they release on Disney Plus, but I, but this is the one that I'm the most excited for. But you guys may disagree because uh, one of their other trailers that they showed, and I know this was uh, highly anticipated, was for Loki. So they released their trailer for uh, Loki, which uh, uh, Kevin Feige announced it as a thriller murder mystery which i i i don't know if <laughs> i mean if okay you know like I, i'll buy it you know that's fine um <clears throat> the trailer looked good um there are some actors there uh in the movie joining tom Hiddleston, um who i would never think to see in marvel but it's cool so i'm i'm super into it i can't wait until we get a chance to see it uh, yeah, it, it, it looks good. Um, some of the other stuff that Kevin Feige talked about but didn't necessarily have trailers, uh, he talked about She-Hulk, uh, talked about Shang-Chi and the uh, I think the Mystery of the Ten Rings or something, I think it's called. Something about Ten Rings. I, I, don't, I can't remember, but I think, they ra- he, I think he said they wrapped up on shooting on, on that. Um, what else did he talk about? Hawkeye, which is coming late in late 2022. So that's probably going to be one of the last things, uh, that they, uh, put up, you know, put out in this phase. Um, you know, he reminded us about the Eternals, um, about James Gunn returning, um, to do, uh, Guardians of the Galaxy volume three. And I guess they're doing a Guardians of the Galaxy holiday special, uh, which would be very interesting, uh, to see. Um, what else did they announce? Oh yeah. Moon Knight. Um, they reminded us that that thing's, uh, happening the way he described that was kind of funny too. Cause he said it was like an Indiana Jones adventure film. And I'm like, Oh my gosh, I, I look at this guy as more like a Batman. So I'm hoping somewhere that does shift, but I'm all for it. It's like, it's all going to be fun. Um, and he, uh, he closed, uh, that, with letting us know that they are still working um, heavily on the production of Blade. They haven't started filming anything yet, 
but they're still tossing around ideas on what they want to do. So really cool. Um, and then, uh, you know, kind of in that one more thing type of way, um, Kevin Feige did mention, um, secret, I believe it's secret invasion, um, with the scrolls basically. Um, and that's going to be something that's, that's in production for Disney plus. And also he acknowledged the, uh, introduction of our next big, uh, you know, big budget team in the fantastic four. So fantastic four are going to be making their, their, uh, Marvel studios debut. And it's going to be really awesome. I think it's going to be one of those films that is going to tie into the bigger films like, uh, like, uh, love and thunder, the Thor film, uh, uh, multiverse of madness and Dr. Strange. I think it's going to tie into those films. Um, but it's going to, it's going to be a little, it's going to be a little weird. So I, I, you know, like I'm, I look, I'm a fantastic four fan. I enjoy them as characters. My favorite character in that entire, you know, uh, area of comics is Dr. Doom. So I hope that we get a really good doom. And, um, here, here's, here's something weird. So they also announced that they're working on Ant-Man and the Wasp. Uh, I think it's called Quantum Mania, and um, and they said that the the uh, big baddie in that one was going to be Kang the Conqueror. So it, you know, and and I know a lot of people speculated, or at least I did, speculated that uh, Kang the Conqueror was going to be the next uh, Thanos was going to be the next big bad that was going to kind of transcend you know, all of the films until they culminated it to a, a big sh- standout or uh, showdown. Um, but he's going to be in an Ant-Man film. So um, whether he, you know, gets defeated by Ant-Man and the Wasp or he, I don't know, like we'll, we'll see, but I am very interested in seeing their take on Kang the Conqueror. Um, but when, you know, when you think about him not being the big bad, I, I kind of hedged my bet a bit and said, well, if he's mentioning Fantastic Four, then I think it's only right to believe that the big bad is going to be Galactus. And with the fact that, you know, we have the Eternals, more intergalactic people, you got the Guardians of the Galaxy. I think this is going to be the perfect, uh, you know, elevation to a bad guy because, yeah, you know, like the whole, you know, half the universe type thing, snapping fingers and collecting stones like that's one thing but if you just got a straight up you know uh man god just walking around the universe and just eating planets and <laughs> destroying whatever he wants like that's a little bit scarier you know like i i don't know like i'm i i would be i would be less concerned with a thanos than i would with a galactus um so i i'm hoping that galactus is the big bad um, I'm hoping for some type of reveal like we got in Avengers um, where we got the Thanos uh, side eye and smile. So I hope it's something uh, to that effect where they pan out to the universe and maybe we get a silhouette of that big goofy helmet. Um, I don't know, but should be fun. Um, one thing that didn't come up and I know it kind of rattled me a bit because, you know, I really want to know what they're going to do is they didn't bring up the X-Men at all, like none. So 
Um, you know, I'm I'm a little worried. I'm a little hesitant because, yes, I do want to see the Fantastic Four because I do believe like the Fantastic Four have never had a good film. Like they've never had a good film. Like I like they're like the films are OK and they're entertaining for just, you know, popcorn value. But I don't think that they've been like, you know, films that you say, yes, this is the, this should totally connect with the rest of the story. And yeah, I think that they deserve that attention to have that done to finally get to that level of like superstardom because they are the first family of Marvel. Like, yeah, they deserve that. But I mean, it's the X-Men and I'm like, you, you know, like, I don't, I don't know. I maybe, maybe they're saving the X-Men for, for the whole next phase, which that's fine. To, that's fine for me too. If you want to make your next phase, like they, they may transition out of all of the intergalactic and the, you know, the earth hero stuff to just straight up mutants for like a whole 10 years. That's fine. Over 10 years, I could totally get do that. They could totally make a Wolverine film, a Gambit film, a Rogue film, and then culminate it all to the X-Men. Like, I would totally dig that. I would totally dig that. Um, but, you know, it, it, you know, it's something that didn't come up now, but one can only dream until they uh, lay it down for me and say what's really happening. So uh, what do you guys think about all that Disney stuff that uh, came out? Uh, was there anything that stuck out to you? I know there was a lot of stuff I didn't mention, but again, I, like I said, I was just going to kind of pick and prod and uh, talk and highlight about what things stuck out to me. Um, who do you guys feel should have won the Game of the Year award? And did you enjoy the ceremony overall? Um, do Are you just as confused on who Jeff Keighley is or uh, do you count that as a uh, a level of disrespect that I don't know who he is. And um, lastly, uh, are you playing Cyberpunk 2077? Do you have anything that's breaking the game for you? Or are you like me and you just kind of, you know, going with the flow and not really letting uh, publications and, you know, stupid reviews bother you? I'd love to hear your uh, comments and your thoughts. Um, you guys can hit me up on Twitter where I am super active. Um, you can hit me up at more TA podcast on Twitter. Um, you can hit the DMS or you can hit up, hit me up in the, uh, in the public forum. I am always there, uh, to listen and respond. So with that being said, thank you guys again for coming around. Thank you guys again for all the well wishes for last week. I really wanted to give a little bit more to this particular episode because, you know, I knew I was like, you know, to take a week off and then come back, you gotta, you know, you gotta bring the pain. So, uh, hopefully I brought that, um, in a good way. And, uh, yeah, I just, I, I hope you guys are enjoying every bit of what I offer. So with that being said, guys, do me that favor, take care of yourselves and each other, and I will see you guys next time. Bye guys.